Hey, this is Chris Lockwood, and you're listening to the Chris Lockwood Podcast, Alive. In a place, Welcome to the Chris Lockwood Podcast, where we have the privilege of hearing from people just like you, just like me, who are seeking, learning, growing, striving to better understand just what it means to be fully alive and how that translates in the day-to-day. Well, this past weekend, uh, early Sunday morning, our world shook as we woke up to the news of yet another historical terrorist attack on American soil. I'm calling it a terrorist attack because a man or men Uh, The news is not being clear, even though people who were in the club are saying that there were more than one. But regardless, somebody or bodies walked into a club and terrorized the lives of people. Uh, Therefore, it's a terrorist attack. Uh, Hours later, I began to watch the the internet blow up with arguments on social media, accusations uh, for who's responsible, criticisms for the responses of the presidential candidates, Criticisms on the standing president, gun control versus rights to bear arms, and on and on it unraveled. If there is a group that is responsible for what happened on Sunday morning, be it ISIS, elitists with their world-dominating agendas, or, or whoever, should they be in Iran, Africa, Europe, Asia, America? I think it's a fair assessment to say that their plan was indeed a success, and thanks to the internet, it was a success on a much larger scale beyond stripping people of their lives in the most ridiculous, inhumane ways, uh, which is completely beyond my comprehension, but they also um, were successful in invoking fear into the hearts and minds of a nation, uh, further crippling it in its divisions. I would love to say that I choose not to see evil in the world, that I choose to see only good in the world, but that would be ignorant and foolish of me because this was evil. This was not good, and we are left standing in pieces and in pain. Uh, It's in wisdom that we not only acknowledge, but also find a way to learn and grow and move forward. So, So what now? That's the question. Among many others, I'm sure most of us are asking, Mr. President, what now? Republicans, Democrats, if you have an answer, what now? Mom and dad, what now? LGBT community, what now? Church, what now? Uh, All very relevant and important questions to be asking, but the question we should be asking, not just in the face of tragedy, but every day, and then in addition to tragedy, is God, what now? Uh, Very few people care about God, much less believe in God on a normal day-to-day basis, but when faced with the reality of how very precious and feeble life is, suddenly God becomes a part of the conversation again which is understandable and necessary, but what I'd love to see is for God to again become a major part, if not the major part, of the DNA, the fabric, the life of this great country, even in times of peace. But in light of what has happened, what now? What now, God? So I just wanted to share a few thoughts as I pondered this question for the last um, last few days. When tragedy arises, when people suffer loss, the willingness to love, to embrace, to mourn, 
with one another goes without saying. Uh, now is definitely a time to mourn, to love, to embrace our brothers and sisters, but I think it necessary that we begin to put it into our day-to-day practice. We don't need to wait for times like these. We need to learn to put love back into our daily routines. Is the world a dirty place? Sure, it can be. Is there always going to be somebody that wants to wreak havoc on others? Absolutely. But what we can do regardless is love. And how do you get to a deeper level of love? Well, my answer would be um, God. (laughs) And what does that look like? Well, here's the gospel in layman's terms. Humanity has long turned its back on God. God sees that rules and regulations don't work, so in an act of love, God sends a man, his son, Jesus, to redeem the relationship between God and man. How? Well, Jesus lives a perfect life, which we are all incapable of, dies a death undeserved, but then raises back to life, therefore proving that he, God in the flesh, reigns or has dominion over life and death. And he did it all to, one, communicate his love and devotion to God as Father, and two, communicate God's love to a broken and rebellious world. A love so deep, it loves even the most vile of enemies. And when we embrace that gospel, we discover what real love is like. We take on the nature of that God love and begin to share it with the world, hopefully. But we will never fully understand or experience that love, that perfect love, until we willingly embrace and engage in the realities of God and His love. If God is perfect, then His love is perfect. And if we embrace Him and His perfect love, then He and His perfect love become a part of our DNA and is played out through the journey of our lives. That's the God of the Bible. Love God and love people. And even in the face of opposition, my encouragement is love. Our sarcastic, childish, tongue-in-cheek comments towards one another, whether it be through social media or face-to-face, do nothing but prove how depraved, ignorant, and lost we are. Our willingness to cross enemy lines and show the kindness and grace of God to others reflects something beyond us, a godlike perspective, something out of this world. It's dangerous, but it's never condemned. It's foolish and yet always admired. It's courageous and wins even in the face of death. So love. When 50 people are murdered in cold blood and 50 others injured in the process and a nation is shaken to the core, the world shaken, love is the answer. Love is always the answer. What we don't need, especially during this time of mourning, is senselessness in our words and actions. So speak and act wisely. If there was something else I think that would be very helpful during this time, I really believe we've got to get back to prayer. And what is prayer? Well, it's simply communicating with God, that loving God I was talking about. It's getting into His frame of mind. It's daily rediscovering your line of sight, your zero, uh, the reason or reasons for which you were created to walk on this earth. It's reuniting with holiness, true peace, uh, the unquenchable joy. It's knowing your Creator and being known. It's so much. And why is that so crazy? I would think the crazy thing is that the Creator, Alpha Omega God, would bother with us at all, that He would even consider giving us the time of day. Not that He exists or not exists. I mean, look around, look at the eyeball, how it works, the precise measurements of the sun and earth, and how our existence, literally, by a thread of measurement, hangs in the balance. Uh, the give and take of of the tides, the beauty and mystery of intercourse and childbearing, uh, how we breathe, the mind alone, the God that is behind all of that, and the other zillions of mysteries out there wants fellowship with us, with you. Uh, 
He created us, the Bible says, in his image. So by default, he's going to want the absolute best for us. But just like the prodigal, we often think we know more than the eternal God. The crazy thing is that we wouldn't want to talk to God. That's the crazy part. Who wouldn't want to talk to God? The next time you're in a plane and you look down on earth below and you see all the tiny cars, the buildings, the highways that you can barely make out, recognize how incredibly insignificant you are in the grand scheme and yet try also to recognize how incredibly significant you are because the God of the universe knows your name and for your pleasure and benefit wants you to know his. What are we so afraid of? When I look now at how the infrastructure of the world around us continually seems to falter and cave, and yet so many people tell us that prayer is insulting, pray for them. Pray for this country. Pray for the president and the coming president. I gotta say, I'm saddened and ashamed of the childish character and behavior of the men and women who called themselves leaders in this great country, especially during the aftermath of Orlando. It's repulsive uh, so much that it... It literally seems as if they are purposely trying to drive this country into the ground. Uh, That's how pathetic I perceive their behavior to be. But pray for them. They need it. We need it. Pray for yourself, for your family, your children and their future. Pray. Pray for reuniting and reconnection with the God of the universe. That's the ultimate goal of prayer, to help ourselves get back and stay on His terms. And His terms are not bad or diminishing or crippling as we so often fear. I believe because he's God and beyond the scope of comprehension, his promises and desires and will for you, me, and us collectively are far better than we could ever ask or imagine. I mean, look at the alternatives. The alternatives from health and wellness, which is not so bad, but still, to the economic adventures, uh, to fame, drugs, sex, rock and roll, whatever. We have self-medicated and continue to self-medicate ourselves to death, and it's all blown up in our faces and continues to blow up in our faces. So why not turn to God? Don't knock it until you've tried it. Furthermore, pray for Orlando. Pray for the parents, extended families, and friends that lost loved ones Sunday morning. Pray and don't stop. Get in the habit of daily turning to God. Do you truly think Obama, Trump, or Hillary is going to fix your life, fix Orlando, fix ISIS, fix the economy? The infrastructure is so broken that we need a literal miracle that's beyond the power and wisdom of this world. So pray. I think it's in prayer and devotion to seeking God and His counsel that we'll find peace, wisdom, and stability again. Don't bother with criticisms and conflict. Pray. Do something that's constructive in light of the loss of life this week. This podcast is about you rediscovering, reconnecting with the original you, the person God created you to be. And that starts with you being in fellowship with Him, loving Him, reflecting His love to the world through service. When something like this happens, think of how you can be of help rather than hate, how you can be kind rather than kill through both word and deed. Being a wisecrack, being critical, is not going to be helpful to anybody, especially you, and never will be in the long run. It simply diminishes your influence, the respect you could have, the opportunities that could come your way, your potential, and so much more. But when you bless, when you serve, when you love, your world grows a little bit larger in opportunities, influence, respect, potential, and so on. As you go about this week and the rest of your life, remember, there are people all around the world, including this country, specifically Florida, and the cities each of us live in, who are scared, confused, sad, 
trying to make sense of it all. Take advantage of the opportunities to love one another, serve one another, and pray. Uh, I would imagine nobody's heart is more broken in the face of senseless tragedies such as this than the heart of God. He didn't create us to destroy ourselves, but to thrive. But should we turn down the path of destruction, God is always ready to answer the call for help. He hears the cries in the night. He sees the tears. He knows the concerns. And He loves us. He loves you. Peace and love to Orlando.